And Georgia Snow. I want to see. I want to see too. The Triforce Podcast. A box coming out of an ass. Netflix involved. You're sold. The look at your new Jedi nuts. I mean, Jedi Knights. Okay. I mean, from Pickle to Hulk. So they're going to sell us the same old crap over again. Remastered crap. Welcome, boys and girls, lads and ladies of all ages. I am Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man, and with me is Stephen Bucherell, Big Brother. Over in the quarantine box, we have Amy Tucker, we have Mark from the Gaming DVD Exchange, Kelly Collins, Twitchy Wilson, and old man Christopher Bristow in here for a Purjangers and Wallhangers media production of the Triforce Podcast. And, of course, uh... We also have Link. He's blocked by all these goobers, and he's in the background there. But we always want you to go over to pjandwh.com. I'm going to just grab this. Don't mind me just shuffling. Do the truffle shuffle. And there we go. We're just going to turn you guys down. So, hop on over to pjandwh.com. You can find all the latest Triforce podcasts as well as Lug Nuts. Yesterday's Lug Nuts was No Bidet in the Minivan. <laughs> Just in case you had any yeah. questions, yeah. it's not an option available. And last not week's yet. <laughs> not yet. No Triforce podcast was Space Tick hashtag Not My Virus. <laughs> so we obviously want to thank uh, everyone. We want to thank everyone. Everyone in general. Everyone. No, we want to thank Caitlin Carezzi. KW Real Estate, Carezzi Real Estate Teams. You could, they are serving PA, New Jersey, and, De- and Delaware. You can find them for your dream home f- because, let's be honest, you got to have somewhere to game. And, uh, obviously, we are going to mention them in a full spot later on in this podcast from memory because I don't have my phone. And <laughs> you can always go over... To the contact us. You want to be an honored advertiser. I've done three shows so far really great with that advertisement, I will say, by my own accord. I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Leave us your name, your email, and your message. And you can find us on all major major social media pages, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as Instagram. And, of course, we start off this Triforce podcast uh, every single week with the same uh, the same damn thing. Tonight on the Nerdy News, the comic world is put on pause, Disney shuffles movies, Ant-Man and Morty, L- Nintendo leaked plans, and a $200 Steam game on tonight's Triforce podcast. Two- I want to... Yeah. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. We will get to that one. That is a doozy. And I also want to wish a happy birthday to my best friend and brother, not him, my other brother from another mother, Moisel Robinson. It's his birthday today. Want to wish him a happy birthday. The ultimate wall janger supported me in the podcast day, forever. And yeah, really, really doing well. Two beautiful girls and a, and a wife who really happen a good life. So live the best one and enjoy your day. And on we go to the nerdy news. Of course, we have uh, Marvel Comics announcing that they're putting a halt 
as uh, as of now to their May July uh, May June uh, release date for comics. So no new Marvel comics are going to be released. A chunk of mm-hmm. their publishing line, about like fifteen to twenty percent, are not going to be going forward with any new new comic lines. And uh, it's put on hold because of the virus. Um, but with comic shops around the country shuttered down, we're going to improvise methods if they're not under the uh, shelter-in-place laws. That's going to be hard. Link agrees. Well, what do you think? <laughs> well, Link agrees. I mean, uh, DC Comics said it's going to pursue alternative uh, distribution models. And uh, Diamond Comics, uh, Diamond Comic Distributors, what the major comic book distributor of all major comics, they have announced that they're not going to be uh, releasing any anything new, old comics, but not new ones. Amen. Do you want to share your screen so we can see the news? Um, I mean, it's kind of sacred it's and kind private. Of private. We don't really. Want you. <laughs> it's kind of I mean, sacred. We don't and want private you to me, but, we would love I mean, to if you guys, if you guys want to know, I guess I could share. But uh, yeah, this is it. Marvel, no new comics released at all, May to June. So I mean, a lot of good comics out there, but I don't see this as really holding up the comic industry. I see them as doing a lot more stuff like DC, to where you could see uh, them doing like digital only releases. Yeah, I can see digital being big. You know, especially with the apps. You know, you have Marvel. You know, uh, and DC both have apps. Comicsology is a subscription-based comic, and you know, really, with either way you go. You kind of have, you have a decent choice there. Um, I mean, with with the advent of the the virus of Corona going around, it's whoa, whoa, whoa! There's it, a virus. Oh my god! <laughs> should we get Should we get tested? Are we? No, safe? we're probably fine. You've already got it, Cal. <laughs> Nobody tells me nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, digital, digital digital release just to get your content out there to keep the sales flowing for the developers is probably the best thing to do right now because they're they're just as hit as hard as everybody else is. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are, you know, uh, are blessed having jobs that still will pay them in these times, and you know we have to be fortunate for what we got. I mean, I understand that you know Mark's a good example of this. He had to close down the store, and like now he. Has to file for unemployment, and it's just one of those, yeah. you know, life realities of that it hits everybody. So, Alcomania is canceled. Yeah, I know, man. I mean, we were supposed to be there what next weekend? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I was so excited about that too. <laughs> God, that was such a kick in the balls. <laughs> right as soon as all this started, Mark, I went to, I called Chris, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know." This thing kind of seems like it's not going away. Is he still going forward yeah. with Delco Mania? And he's just I like, yeah, you know, all plans are going forward. <laughs> and I kind of yeah. knew in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. You see how hyped Kelly is. He's still doing sit-ups in his chair. <laughs> <laughs> got to get ready. He's got to get swallowed. Yeah. Every, every day, the, the news just changed. And you know what I mean? I can see how it affects larger companies as well, but... Even for us, like, smaller guys, you see, like, oh, one day you're like, oh, you can be open, and the next minute it's like it changes. It was yeah. changing so consistently. Oh, so. my God. 
There's a lot of small businesses, restaurateurs like Chris's cousin, uh, Dave McGrogan. Um, They're really feeling the hurt right now. Comic book shops, especially. uh, Comic book universe, we uh, shared something with them. Uh, uh, Hornet Comics, Maroon Hornet Comics in Oxford. I think that was another thing we shared out. A lot of comic book shops really struggling. Some of them took the curbside takeout. Yeah. And stuff like yeah, that even, to try as a way to stay open. Comic Universe as well. Whew. Yeah, man. And it's really a shame, but we're going to have to see this through. Now, Marvel didn't announce which series are going to be put on pause, but they are going to be put on pause. So we'll have to watch out and see. But one thing is sure. My cousin Carl's show, Midnight Gospels, coming out 420, man. And we, I honestly, I can't wait, man. This series is from uh, Peyton uh, Pendleton Ward and Duncan Trussell. Midnight Gospel releases a new trailer for their April 20th release. Adventure Time fans have been eagerly awaiting for a new creation uh, from the, uh, the two. Duncan Trussell, uh, it's pretty much based off of his hosting experiences with podcasting. And uh, it's expressed... It's an expressed in a psychedelic uh, trip through time and space in every place. No, not Duncan Trussell. (laughs) The man has a little bit... He's experimented with DMT a bit. And acid a lot. No. I was saying, my fiance is a good stone. She's going to love this shit. What the fuck? (laughs) So, it's complete with multiverse interviews from different types of people. My cousin Carl Doonan animated uh, the boat with the triangle wheels going by and a bunch of other stuff in the series. And I really could not be prouder. This thing releases 420 of 420. 2020. Pretty, yeah. I'm telling you, if you drop acid and watch this show, it's going to be one for the history books. I think you would literally die if you did. <laughs> yeah, that's this is um <laughs> It's just such a good it's such a good premise of doing a podcast on a multiverse in, while you're obviously did too many hits of acid, but you know, tripping balls. We all make mistakes, Kelly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So just keep an eye out for this trippy thing. The Midnight Gospel, Duncan Trussell and uh, Pendleton Ward have been working on it for a while. and I can't stop watching it. It's, it's, yeah, I, it's, <laughs> I don't know what you said for the past, like, five minutes. I watched a box come out of an ass. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, after that, it was, that's it. Bo- Look, that's all you need to know. Box coming out of an ass, Netflix involved, you're sold. <laughs> Name a podcast. <laughs> and it's not titled. Oh, we can get a better one than that. <laughs> but, you know, really trippy, really awesome looking. I can't wait for this because it's just going to be such a trip. But the next one, we already previously reported that Animaniacs is coming back. But somebody else has announced that Pinky and the Brain shall be making their ultimate return as well. All right. Sweet. Oh, that. man. Politically correct Pinky and the Brain, though? No, 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 it's not. It's not it's no, not at all. Not at all. Rob Paulson <laughs> confirmed. Uh, 27 years after the hit Saturday morning cartoon first hit the air, Warner Brothers is bringing back a fresh Animaniacs reboot. Oh. W- what was the guy's name? The guy's name was Robert Paulson? 
His name was Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. I did not plan that. <laughs> I did not plan for the Fight Club oh, reference boy. here. His name <laughs> is Rob Paulson, oh, first off. Okay. He goes by Rob, not Robert, probably because of Fight Club. Yeah. He didn't want to be labeled a terrorist, so he had to change his name. Oh, probably. <laughs> so, so, after Project Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> first rule is you don't talk about Project Mayhem. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rob oh, Paulson voiced Yakko, and uh, Jess Harnell Wacko. Jess Harnell Wacko, and then Tress McNeil as Dot, and Paulson also voiced Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Oh, all right. Now, he also confirms that Maurice Lamarck is going to be back as Brain as well on the series. And this is what stupefies me. This is coming from Pinky. It's impossible to quantify what a compliment that is. It sounds like Pinky got a bit smarter in the hiatus in the 27 years. <laughs> Maybe he got a PhD. Um, well, hanging around with the brain that all that time. I imagine brain might be sh- showing maybe a little if you form remember, of, if you, you know, remember, uh, Pinky always had those one-liners where it seemed like he was actually getting smarter, and then he would regress after he spoke another yeah. word. Well, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe Pinky is a does have a PhD. Would they call him Professor Pinky? No. no. Just or just Professor P. Oh, hey, you, Mister P. Not. Dr. Pinky. Dr. Pinky. I like it. (coughs) So, we move on with this show, and this one is coming from Lucas Films. Lucas Films have uh, released the look at your new Jedi Nuts. I mean, Jedi Knights. So we see. Let's get a little bit more of a bigger view here. Uh, we see one of the look of our our Jedi Knights here. Um, st- this is released on StarWars.com. You'll see this is Ava Chris. We also have Loden Great Storm, Keeve Tennis, as well as Stellan Geos and Vanestra Rao. So um, very High Republic looking, you know. Obviously, just looking at the pictures, you can almost tell who's a Jedi Master and who's still Padawan or Jedi Knight. Like, that's a Padawan. No. I gotta imagine she's not, you know, one of those species to where she's actually 150. She's probably 12. She's probably, you know, abducted from her family, forced to focus and meditate with little food and water every day in a co- in a cold stone cell with very high ceilings. <laughs> You've really thought this out, haven't you? Look, you they have no kind of insulation in the Jedi Temple. You go what? from Are zero to dark in like okay. five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that the, the higher God, public just here... Just admit you're sick. <laughs> I prefer to think I'm more of a gray Jedi with a little There's bit of only Sith two accents. Of you in that room. There's only two of you. Well, there can only be two. 
we can't have high number because of social distancing. You remind sometimes when you say that. Good, sorry, Amy. That's okay. Basically, you get more clothes when you become a Jedi. Yes. Okay. Yes. Look at all the clothes. He has a vest, a hoodie. He's got a nice cape and vest. He's got a hoodie. He's got some nice boots, man. Those those are nice, some thigh high boots. You know that'll really keep the mud off of you. You go in the creeks. It's not going to flood and wet your socks. You know, I imagine they're Gore-Tex too, because they're not going to seep through. Okay. Just because it's a galaxy far, far ago doesn't mean that they didn't have Gore-Tex. a lot of money Gore-Tex. for him to be in, in the academy, okay? You can tell. You can tell he was spoiled. And then, Unlike obviously, double, uh, double saber here. Um, there's a lot of different little info here. Jedi Master, obviously a Twi'lek Jedi Master. He has the golden saber. He's a, go- a guardian. You know, I'm really looking forward to a lot of what they have here. Now, in the fall, fans will get to see multiple different types of media with these characters in comics, young adult novels, adult fiction, children's books. Don't get the last three of those mixed up. Um, Lucasfilms will be publishing creative director... uh, Lucasfilm's creative publishing director, Michael Sigma, told StarWars.com that readers will see a wide variety of Jedi in this era. A hopeful, optimistic time when the Jedi are good and noble. They want to reflect that while still giving them enough depth and dimension so that the individual person uh, personalities and idiosyncrasies sink through. Uh, well-rounded, indiv- real individuals. Okay. So Good this idea. guy, I gotta imagine, he's probably a dick. <laughs> yeah. If they're going for well-rounded individuals, he's an asshole. She's a know-it-all. <laughs> she's a little, you know, she's a brat. She's just kind of, I don't have to follow the rules, mate. I imagine she's gonna have a British accent. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> And this guy is very proper by the book. He has a duty to honor, but secrecy, FBI stuff. secretly wise, like FBI stuff, Matt. and BDSM. It just sounds like you've been in this relationship before. And she used to be a slave. Goddamn guarantee it. Not like the first time they've done it. Child sex slavery has been in Star Wars before. What? (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) Kelly leaves. (laughs) I broke Kelly. Okay. Look, I'm not saying Anakin was necessarily a sex slave, but you got to imagine he's not the first slave they've let into the Jedi Order. Yeah. It's not like there's a, a psychological screening that you have to go through to be a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, there is. He, he oh, this guy's really powerful in, in the, the force. Beginning. Maybe we could f- correct his fucked up childhood. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you need to rewatch those movies. They abducted children from their homes. Yeah, and so did too. the other side, too. You gotta fight fire with fire. He's got a lot of midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a lot of midichlorians, Mark, we're just gonna abduct you from your home, put you in a cold, dark stone cell... And make you study the ways of the Force and tell you now you can't have any sex. Funny stories that happened to me when I was a kid, but they sent me back. So. Okay, well, there we go. That's what happens when you try to touch your Jedi Master. I told him my Jedi name was Oliver Twist. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving on with the news on that note. 
<clears throat> Scroll through your list of Jedi at your own pace. <clears throat> we also have a bit of delay news. Uncharted, Morbius, and Ghostbusters Afterlife delayed till 2021, and Venom 2 keeps its release date of uh, October 2nd, 2020. So, Uncharted now moved to October 8th, 2021. So you'll have that the following year. Morbius now March 19th, 2021. The unreleased or unannounced title for the Sony Marvels uh, that was slated October of 2021 is now to be determined. So Mm. I guess they're just kind of seeing where the pegs lay. You mean to tell me even the coronavirus can't stop the symbiote? Just saying. It, it, the corona can't stop the symbiote, no. And there was that freaky video, if you've seen it on social media, of the black symbiote-like substance. They're poking with a knife on a rock. It seems like an Indonesia. Yeah, they're like, idea. oh, Venom? No, we got one of them. Look. Look, you scrape it. It's just reaching <laughs> out. It's freaky, man. Ooh. You don't want to go anywhere near that black thing. It's just a weird goop. It's it's a Nothing freaky video if you see it. <laughs> but other movies like Greyhound, Fatherhood, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, Ooh. Ooh. as well as the other stuff we just mentioned, also experiencing uh, release delays from Sony. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Uh, i got to imagine they're just trying to see how long this virus is going to last until they really release anything that's going to be definitive. I saw this new uh, this story coming up. Yeah. yeah, Black Widow replaces the Eternals in the November release slot for the MCU Phase Four, and the rest of the release dates do the shuffle to the left or right, whatever your perspective on it is. <clears throat> so Disney rele- announced this the Cupid shuffle that Black Widow will now be releasing November six, twenty twenty. Occupying the original slot of the Eternals. Now, the Eternals will now shift to Shang-Chi's February 12th, 2021, leaving Shang-Chi on May 7th, 2021, which is meant for Doctor Strange 2, Electric Boogaloo, just kidding, and which steals uh, November 5th, 2021. I refuse. And that was reserved for Thor Love and Thunder, which now bumps to February uh, 28th, 2022, which is meant for Black Panther, which Black Panther and Shang-Chi are now going to be the summer movies. I imagine that Spider-Man, they didn't announce where that is in there. So maybe they're trying to still steer for the same area. So you're telling me you're telling me that this is one of those moments where we don't want to let it breathe. No, you want to let it quarantine. Okay. You definitely don't want to let anything breathe on you or directly near you. Six feet away, bitch. I don't care who you are. <laughs> don't you quarantine me, there, young sir. I, I don't mind. I don't shake hands. So, Black Panther is now May eighth, twenty twenty two. Captain Marvel two shifts for July eighth, twenty twenty two. All these movies, I can't say there's one in the bunch that I'm not looking forward to. Ooh. But I do understand just, why they push them back. I'm just eager. I want to hear and see what is in store for Marvel, and this just puts a 
tiny little wrench in it. I, you know, of course, everybody, I want everybody to stay safe and, yeah. you know, and whatnot. But, you know, I was eager to get out and see these movies. Well, here's the thing. Black, Black Widow, Kevin Feige was saying that he's going to be tying in a lot of stuff to where you didn't think Black Widow was really doing a lot of stuff in between these movies. He's like, <laughs> just wait, just wait until we tie all this in. So I feel like he's got a much more rich story in the back scenes of Black Widow. Like, she was still that espionage spy who was still fucking up shit and killing people, taking names. Because she wasn't really remorseful until the end arc in the last couple movies. So I guess I can say that Black Widow's gonna be, dramatic pause, a sleeper agent? (laughs) Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, you can see how proud of him he is. I'm very yeah. proud of myself. That's why I wear the hat. Amy probably wears the hat for a different reason. <clears throat> to cover the head. I was yeah. I was told to wear the hat. So. Well, there you go. It keeps the rain off the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't altered carbon. All what right. was that? That was Expanse. Yeah. Expanse. Yeah, yeah. Miller. Season, uh, Miller used to say that from one. the Expanse. Keeps the rain off my head. He lived on a space station. There was no rain. But this one is a surprise. New Defender show reportedly in development over there at Disney with a different lineup. Everybody knows oh. that the fans were split down the middle when it came to the Defenders. Now, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, Punisher, I've absolutely loved all three of them. I could not get enough. Just give me more. Iron Fist, stay the fuck over there. But, you know, Defenders, that was eh, was really disappointing, especially with even having Sigourney Weaver in it. It was still disappointing. I gotta say, I can't feel like I'm alone in saying that. No, I I think they needed a big villain. A big, big villain. Instead of just ninjas. As good as it was, it wasn't what you wanted. But you were glad because it was good. Yeah. And that's why fans are sad to see it go. But now, Disney has a chance to really correct this. And I like where they're going. For instance, we know that Daredevil's going to be showing up in Spider-Man 3. And we have heard that Punisher may get a third season through all this. Because they do love uh, uh, John Bonfall as Punisher. And beyond that, it's unknown what Marvel's going to do, but the Defenders team-up may consist of the original lineup from the comics of The Hulk, Doctor Strange, and Namor in a Disney series for the Defenders. And then you they're also saying that we'll see the Netflix, defend, uh, the Netflix Defenders, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones in there as well. Um, Kristen Ritter and uh, uh, the guy who played uh, Daredevil, his Charlie name, Cox. Charlie Cox, thank you. Uh, Jess, uh, Kristen Ritter and Charlie Cox have both reported like Disney loves them. And I, I think fans, especially after Jessica Jones season one, loves her in the role. But I would like to see her marvelized. Yeah. I would actually like to, I, I would enjoy to see how they pull her in to be canon into the MCU. That would be an interesting arc. Oh, yeah. Especially with the rumors of them saying that with Iron Fist, they're going to more uh, Asian wash him 
they're going to make him an Asian character as opposed to his traditional uh, white boy comics, which I'm fine with. Yeah, whatever. It's going to add a nice traditional flair to it, especially tying him in with Shang-Chi, really giving them that, <laughs> we're both martial arts brothers, like double dragons. Okay. All right, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but here we also see Benedict Cumberpatch as Doctor Strange. He's re- reaching the end of his contract, but we imagine they have heard rumors that he's going to stick around at least for the first season of The Defenders to get them solidified. And then move on to, like, a different defender picking up the role. Maybe one of the classics, like Luke Cage picking up, maybe somebody new. But I like that kind of style for a traditional Marvel Defenders coming after all this. And giving the Defenders another go with original comic backstories and lots of people involved and all that. What do you guys think? Um... I like to see just a portion of their origin story and then go from and then transition to like teaming up to to take on the villain. Um, the first couple episodes, uh, you don't need more than one or two for an origin story. So you figure um, just the original three, Hulk, Doctor Strange, Namor, you know, really well, giving Hulk, Namor Hulk a ride or bringing Namor in the end? Origin stories. Hulk, Hulk and Strange, we already got their origin story. Oh, so you're saying origin stories for, like, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, because we already seen them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't, like, anybody else that's pull, being pulled in, what is, what's the what's the backstory of why they are joining up? We, we need, okay. you know, that would be, like, one or two episodes there, and then go into, like, well, this is who the villain is. Okay. I can see that. I also see just the three of them as like, yo, fuck the Avengers, man. Starting our own thing, like Thor, man. What are we going to be called? The Revengers? Nah, man. Something different. We're going to be called the uh, Defenders. Yeah, that's it. Then you have Charlie Cox in the background. Like, actually, guys, we already did it. Shut up, Daredevil! (laughs) He's a new guy. He's got to, you know, earn his keep. I've been through the last couple weeks. You know, I think that'd be interesting. Another thing I am I find interesting is this one. Ant-Man's script will be written by Rick and Morty writer, which is none other than Jeff Loveness. Uh, Jeff is better known for his work on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Live, as well as Miracle Workers and the Onion News Network. Uh, so he works for The Onion. But he also wrote Season 4 episode of Rick and Morty, Claw and Hoarder, special Rick, Tims, and Morty. So he has that going for him. Um, while uh, he only has one episode of Rick and Morty under his belt, it's a nice thing to have on your resume amongst that other shit. He also has written Marvel comics before, like Nova, Groot, and also Spider-Man. So he does have the comic roots in there, and I think given the comedic uh, stylings of Rick and Morty, this kind of plays in line with Ant-Man and what we've seen before with uh, you know, all the other movies, the first two. Pendleton Reed, or Peyton Reed, he has a really sharp eye on it. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. okay. That was good. That was good. <laughs> all right. And well, everybody was muted. Sorry. <laughs> oh, the old man muted himself. So what do you have to say about that? All right. Repeat, because I was trying to focus on... Ant-Man 3 has Rick and Morty direct, uh, writer Jeff Loveness. 
Um, I think that would add to Ant-Man's uh, levity and mm-hmm. like how he carries himself. Um, it's because there's always some type of humor with the Ant-Man series, and we've always seen that. You know, it's a very, very good mixture of seriousness and levity. I just want that levity to have that 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 levity's those those moments of levity need to have that like a punch behind it and yeah i think that would be good for it and now is that all that comedy in there because of the writers or because it's paul rudd playing both i'd say both i mean it's always been a jokey kind of you know comic so keeping that light-hearted i find brings a real refreshing air when it comes around in the mcu when you see Paul Rudd, you know you're going to get that witty, sarcastic humor. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to get that real, raw, just kind of comedy that, is it improvised? Is it something they wrote? You really can't be sh- too sure. But I'm excited for that one. And also, Disney also acquired another Rick and Morty writer, Jessica Gow. She is the writer of the Emmy Award winning episode, Pickle Rick! And she has been brought in to be lead writer on She-Hulk. Hey, there you go. If that doesn't fit perfectly. Okay. I mean, from pickle to Hulk. Yeah. There's the title of the podcast. Thank you, sir. My thoughts exactly. Which brings us over to our advertisement for the week. Are you looking for a home? Do you need help? Are you a first-time home buyer and not sure how the all rigmarole is supposed to go? Hop on over here to KW.com and visit Caitlin Carezzi, part of the Carezzi real estate team over in Media PA. They are licensed in PA, New Jersey, and Delaware to help you find the perfect home. Because we all know that every gamer needs a home to game. So find your dream home over here at KW.com and... uh, We'll uh, see if that gets better in the news, but you can always find that as a nice little uh, uh, lift, hard, lighthearted moment. Finding a nice home, first-time home buyers. Okay. Such. It would have been better with my phone, but I don't think that was bad. Okay. So, off of that lightheartedness, we do go down to as the old man dies of. Uh, Something. <laughs> Something. The Last of Us 2 is delayed indefinitely, which is also going to ca- cause his old heart some harm. Ooh. Yeah, I was waiting. May 28th was, was coming around, and I was just like, I took off. You know, quarantine not assumed, but I was just like, oh, man, I can't wait for this game. And then, shit, now it's delayed. Yeah. Forever. The pandemic's effect has gone on to affect the game industry as well. Last of Us 2, which had a May 29th release date, will has now been delayed and to indefinite status, and we will have to see. Sony refrained from revealing any kind of new release date. It's a logistics decision due to the stress of the economy, and uh, they figure pushing back the game is the best option. Uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR has also been pushed back indefinitely. Due to uh, the delay, we'll have to see if this is a good choice or not in the future. But I know a lot of people were looking forward to this Last of Us 2. Um, you know, I watched the the old man play the first one. And that was it was a fantastic story. And I can't wait to see the, what was that, HBO Max show that's being adapted into, I want to say? 
Yeah, and Neil Druckmann, the creator of The Last of Us, uh, is actually putting, um, doing like the, uh, the the story, the script, and and setting all the pieces. He's going to be picking the cast as well. It's I mean, crazy, man! All these delays. It's crazy. All the delays and delays and delays. It always takes up the news. But what about some hope, Matt? Man, don't you have some hope? Well, you have hope. Give us hope. Yes and no. I have a new game coming in the horizon <laughs> called Mortal Shells, which is a cross between you have old Mama Warframe and old Papa Dark Souls had a couple of drinks in them, and then they get together and don't, make don't. And Mortal Shells. I still cringe every time I hear the word Dark Souls. Okay. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. So everything's described as Dark Souls. You have died. It is the Souls-like game, but there is hope with this one. It's from the devs who made Metro Exodus, Ghost of Tsushima, and World of Warcraft. Comes Mortal Shells, an action RPG, launching later this year for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. The combat is heavily inspired from the Souls-like series with role-playing elements that let you upgrade weapons and skills as you explore a non-linear open world. As you see from the trailer, it's more horror-focused than the Souls series. It took 15 employees... Two years to get where it is so far in development. All right, that's that's impressive. I found that impressive. Even if you're a masochist like the old man, you'll you'll love this. I'm Irish, so that's just a standard. <laughs> you'll love this Soulsborne game. Well, Soulsborne style game, rather. Now, obviously, given your you know mortal shell, you know. Really feeling that Warframe vibe from it, as well as Dark Souls. So, I'm really excited to see where this one goes in its development. Hopefully they get more people, so we don't have to wait for like 2025 for the final release. Ooh. We don't want it being Star Citizen, though. <laughs> uh, that was, I guess, an inside joke from us. But, check out Mortal Shell! It'll be coming later this year. And uh, go good. on, and this is interesting, go on there, join their Discord for beta access. www.mortalshell.com I might have to uh, go in and join that. A lot of people just directing you to the, to the Discord in the gaming community, so that way you can just talk directly to the game developers uh, Endlink uh, game that I I found in early access. It re- released April second. Um, it's uh, you know uh, kind of like an RTS, you know, city survival builder, really focused on micromanagement. In the stream, the game dev was like, "Yeah, join our Discord. Let us know." That's so. That's what a lot of game developers are doing. They're just pointing you to Discord so you can talk to the devs and you can get a lot more stuff fixed that way. So there probably won't be a uh, well. You probably won't be any good talking to these developers because they're Japanese. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot reveals a teaser trailer for the new DLC. Yeah. That's how we saw. I haven't played too much of Kakarot. Um, I want to get into it. It's just I've been just busy. Yeah. 
It's a good game. It does take a while because Kelly, you were playing Kakarot, and like you said, you get into the new world, all the orbs pop up. You have to, you know, do it again, and it's it's a good game. It's a grinder, but in this trailer, we see it. Uh, the first DLC is appearing to bridge the gap between the the gods of the universe arc in Dragon Ball Z and the gods of destruction super arc. And they're going for something new. The DLC is titled A New Awakening Part 1 Wiss Training and is confirmed for spring release 2020, which will feature training to unlock Super Saiyan God. With a new boss battle of Lord Beerus, the new trailer drops a 15-second kind of teaser at the end there with the two of them. But uh, that's where we're going, man. We're going Dragon Ball Super in that DLC, just like one Monique, of the best uh, said. That's one of the best uh, movies they did with the uh, Battle of the Gods. Um, oh, yeah. It was good. I didn't like the beginning. Whoa. I thought the beginning was a little bit too much setup. <laughs> you just had a Bethesda. <laughs> you just had a Bethesda level glitch. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're talking, and then a cat, <laughs> a cat just appears over. That's <laughs> like if I'm talking to you, and all of a sudden, Link just jumped in my face. Listen, that game though um, is really good. It's just like I said, you, it, it is a grinder. Like you, you gotta like really play it a lot to get to get stuff. And yeah, there's not mm-hmm. a lot of it's not a lot of things. There's not a lot of I want to say um, direction. Like you kind of it's open world, so um, I mean that's cool and all, but the only thing I'm telling you, still the only thing I don't like is that you run into so many battles, which is fine, but you're always fighting like the same two things, either Sabermen or these robots. Yes, and, and it's like Ooh. I want a little bit, a little bit more variety, versatile. Yeah, yeah variety there. So, but the game's really yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I mean, the, I'm the right along the lines good, the fighting with you. good. The moves are good. The graphics are great. So, I mean, I can't complain too much about it. Now, they don't have, like, a roadmap like other games like Borderlands 3 has, but I got to imagine they're going to keep going with the Super DLC arc, maybe even, you know, uh, some traditional Dragon Ball Z movies they could adapt in there, like the Tree of Might, stuff like that would be cool. But we'll have to see. Um with that, we go on to Nintendo. Little game that I think everybody here has heard of, Super Mario 64. Yeah, I've heard of it. So Nintendo's E3 plans leak, uh, revealing some remastered Marios. Okay, what do we got? The plans were to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the Super Mario franchise. Their plans included remastering the 3D Super Mario games. So they're going to sell us the same old crap over again. Remastered crap. Okay. It's not just crap. You can tell that's a piece of corn and that's a fly. Okay. You really sell it there. You're, Nintendo. You really, you really put some spin on it. Nintendo, hire me for PR. I got this. But Venture Beat claims it has a source that said Nintendo is putting together something similar to the Super Mario All Stars, which 
took uh, all the NES games and remastered them into one package so you could just play them all in all their glory. So uh, they're looking to do that with rumors say it includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxies 1 and 2 all in one complete remastered bundle with a mushroom top. Just the tip. Okay. Like Toad, you sick fuck. What were you thinking of? I was thinking. I, I said I Toad. Really, like, I didn't really know. Not what, like Toad on top. Not we're going. Not a penis. I, I meant Toad. So Super Mario Three in a bundle. I love Super Mario sixty four. Seeing that remastered alone, I would love. It's a good game. I mean, wouldn't you just love to throw that little penguin off the edge to his death again in remastered edition? <laughs> you all did it. Don't make me look like the devil. <laughs> I make myself look like the devil by choice. Don't you do it. But also, Super Mario Sunshine, I think, an underrated game. Which also benefited from sanitation. Oh, oh my lord. I'm just saying That's it was a precursor. Yeah, I'm sure it was a precursor. This one's coming back. Third Street Saints. Saints Row the Third is being remastered. Oh, okay. So uh, we see Deep Silver announced that the remastered Saints Row the Third, and they actually have a trailer here, which is going to compare all of uh, the original with the uh, remastered here. Uh, Deep Silver announced that the remastered Saints Row the Third is being one of the fan favorite entries out of all of them. And that's including Gat Out of Hell. This, this, was, the, this was probably one of the best ones for the 360. Only um, if you had the DLC uh, and you bought the, like, the, the uh, right, limited edition, whatever edition it was, you well, got the tank. And it was awesome. That's the best thing. Now, it's not coming out for PS5 or Series X versions, but it is coming out for the current console gens. And both future consoles are backwards compatibility anyway, so it doesn't matter. But the remastered edition will also come with all 30 pieces of DLC content as a complete package. So you don't have to worry about getting all the DLC. It's all going to be in there. Remastered glory. Um, we see it does have a host of number of improvements, like the lighting, revamped effects, and characters. It'll be it won't be like you know the Resident Evil Three remastered, but it will be releasing soon, May twenty second of this year on PC, PS four, and Xbox. Go Third Street, man! Third Street Saints. I'm excited about that one. Third Saints Row the Third was good. It wasn't the one where they killed Johnny Gat. That was the first one. Which is a stupid thing to do on their part. But I really like the series, and seeing that as a remastered, absolutely going to buy that one. Now, there is a little bit of a caveat to that if you are a Saints Row fan. If you're playing on even the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X, it's going to be capped at 30 frames per second. Now, there is... There is a silver lining. There is a silver lining. It's called the PC Master Race. They're the only ones that are going to get the increased oh, frame rate, suckers. Go. That's right. PC Master Race. Ah, gotta love the PC Master Race. But, 
Enough rubbing uh, my nose, rubbing your nose in it. We also have another definitive edition in the works. Now, this is my question, old man. Mafia Two Definitive Edition is being rumored. Uh, it's been long rumored, rather, but it says here that it was a rating on a PS4 in Taiwan. My question to you is, what is the difference between the definitive edition and a remake? Uh, definitive edition has all the DLC built into one. Okay. I remember the story was pretty good for Mafia 2. So, under that definition, Saints Row the Third, the last story, would be considered a definitive edition. Because it's coming with all the original DLC. Yeah, that's. It had a lot of DLC to it, too. Yeah, so. it was like 30 pieces of DLC. Oh, so yeah. that's why I say that's a lot. But I was wondering what the definition of that was. Now, Mafia 3 was a, a failed game in all aspects because it failed oh, yeah. to win over fans and critics, really. Uh, the second entry of the franchise was really where uh, you know fans really see this game as a cult classic. It's you know based off in, in the 1940s in Empire City. You are Vito Scarletta. Uh, letting, uh, making your claim to the underworld, and you know, Mafia Two Definitive Edition. Uh, while it's being ra- rated on PS4 Taiwan, I don't really see that as a solid, you know, bit of news. But there have been a lot of leaks and rumors and reports that this thing is in the works for at least Mafia One and Two. I gotta say, especially with all the other remasters and reboots going on, it just makes sense. Or you can yeah, make Mafia Four and make it better. Or you can have an Xbox One X and be and play it now because it's backwards compatible. Oh, but that wouldn't be a definitive edition. <laughs> it's not as good as Six. Oh, I'm sorry, Six wasn't made yet. We're talking about Two. Um, so while we look <laughs> forward to Mafia Two, we also look forward to this game. Steam. He's muted. You gotta <laughs> unmute yourself, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. You so saw me. a two hundred dollar. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw the Steam yell, but he was just like. <laughs> <laughs> so let me set this up for you again. A two hundred dollar Steam game. Uh, there we go. And you still missed the mark, goddammit. You want to shoot that again? <clears throat> Only has one level. Now, I corroborated this. One I looked, level. I looked on Steam. This is an actual game, and this is probably the best kind of picture you're going to get from the gameplay, even from the Steam store. Now, it's an arcade-style fighting game called Super Fight. Two words. It's listed on Steam at $200. It's not the card game. One word, Super Fight. That's a different game. It has mostly positive reviews. Check it out if you're a card game fan. But this game is uh, by LGE, not Lucky Gold Star Electronics, which was the uh, publisher of Streets of Rage, which this game is a in style of. This game is $200 for one level and two different choices of fighters. It could not have a worse like review. Like people were saying, I wouldn't even play this game for free. Uh, 
all of the reviews pretty much had like point two hours on it. It was it really surprising that nothing is checked on Steam like this. Um, it was released March twenty fifth of this year, so it's one level with two characters, and they're charging you no bullshit two hundred dollars for this game. Wow. So uh, if if you're a schmuck, I guess you could buy it, but I I don't know, I'd probably You could just look at this picture and you'll get a more fulfilling experience <laughs> there, than playing. Just inter- take a minute. Interviews? Everybody zoom in. You know all right, you now you don't have to spend any money. That's what it's like right there. That's all the enjoyment you'll get out of it. Now let's move on to something. You know what? You could actually probably get a lot more joy just sending me the two hundred dollars. Yeah, is or there, me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing it. Is out. there any like interviews with the developers of why or the, the why they're selling it for that much? No, nobody knows why. There, nobody has because any god awful idea why they are selling it for this price. But when you go Maybe to the Steam realize. page, Maybe there's a bunch of like so Chinese bad. letters written in there. And hope somebody makes a mistake. Oh, or, make or, or. there will be people that actually buy it. Yeah. Oh, there yeah, were people. people buy it just but Steam has a two-week r- refund policy. So if you were dumb enough to <laughs> spend $200 on this, you can get your money back. Spend Steam. your .1 hours playing yeah. it and then... Just get your gameplay footage and then re- refund it and say you didn't like it. And Steam will give you your money back. They, they're they really or, great on that. Just look at the picture and be satisfied with that. <laughs> so or we kind of reach a rage when it comes out. Well, yeah, we I gave gotta, you your options. Head out, guys. All right, Kelly. Later, Kelly. Twitchy Wilson, Kelly Collins signing out there, and we still have cowgirl Amy and old man holding in here for this is my end segment of the week. I thought it'd be easy with Steam or with uh, the st- Skype stream here. Um, nine games that made a major comeback. He's getting his buzzwords confused. Yes. Nine <laughs> games that made a major comeback is the end segment for this week. Number one here is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Now, this game, when it launched, it had the big uh, loot box debacle. It yep. had a lot to go back from. Afterwards... I did log back into this game, and I did have a lot of fun playing it. Mm. So I would confirm that one. It's you know not still not as good as the original Battlefront Two. The original Battlefront Two, even with the horrible graphics, it still has something on it. Uh, it's personal preference. So fluid because it, it it doesn't crap out on you. It loads perfectly fine. All the characters have their little nuances and. And you know you know how to play each one. It's an amazing game, till even to this day. Yeah, and they have continued to really support um, the Battlefront Two with a lot of the movies coming out and all that. It's been really great. So I'd say that that's definitely well well earned there. And uh, next one we have No Man's Sky. Once again, when No Man's Sky was released. A lot of people said it was like jumping into a mile-long pond that's a foot thick. It was more like a two-inch pond that's now 20 miles wide. Hello. Hi. Hey, girls. So, we have <coughs> No Man's Sky really kind of increased yeah. as well with a lot of the post-game 
stuff. Yeah, they tried to save it with a bunch of other stuff, but what? you know. I mean, it's still yeah. a lot of people still logging into No Man's Sky even Instead today. Instead of uh, two inches deep, it's now like eight inches deep. So you know, yeah, there's a little bit of room to wiggle, a little wiggle room there. But you know, it's whatever you make. Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reborn. The uh, Final Fantasy Online MMO still had the same kind of backlash when it came out. Now. A lot more uh, well received, just like ESO, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, when it yeah. came out, a lot was, uh, of people a had a problem with it. Uh, came back, and then you give them time to develop it, really attune into what you wanted in it, and then it comes out like yes, a huge fan base on either one. So I can't imagine that you know any of these are going to drop with a perfect launch, especially when you're looking at MMO. Yeah, but MMOs, like, we already seen the template. The template is World of Warcraft. It was EverQuest. It was EverQuest 2. Well, not so much EverQuest 2. But um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I mean, there, there has been a tried and true template. Even Guild Wars has a fan yeah. base that is that is good. And then they, they follow a certain cadence. It just these MMOs that come out, like, you know, I don't understand why 14 failed so much. Because we, they had eleven, yeah. and eleven was eleven. You know, it was janky in some places, but you know, it was tried and true, and they worked out all those bugs, right. and they had the classes to prove it. Yeah, I think the problem was there was so many people on eleven that when fourteen came out, you had those people that have been on eleven for ten years, and they didn't want to switch over to 14 and it was sacrilege and then once they actually tried it it was a little bit easier gameplay and easier for newcomers to come in and get it so mm -hmm. i think it just kind of built from there yeah i i agree with that well you got to cater to the new fan base as well as the people who are coming in from an older version who are more tried and true to where you're really aiming at but you still have to keep that the door open. You can't have the door to your house on the sec you know the second story. You gotta have you gotta have it on the first story. So yeah, but there there should have there should have been like a loyalty program that if you had an active subscription to eleven, it would have carried over, and then you would also been able to carry some type of level supporting over to a character like a level boost or something like that to give them that. That, that ability. So you're saying entry level on the second story is fine. On the second story is fine as long as you have a patio with a staircase. There you go. Well, okay. the reason they didn't carry over the membership to 14 is because 11 is still going. Yeah, it is still going. And Ooh. my husband's saying that they originally offered discounts when 14 came out if you had both subscriptions. Mm. That's where they get you. With the yeah, deal, you're, yeah, then you're asking the consumer to double dip. <laughs> well, they don't have to. <laughs> yes, yes, of it course sounds, they did. It sounds like yeah. your husband wants to be on the podcast now. <laughs> 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 if basically he's played eleven since oh gosh, since the launch, and then he I, I played and then it he on played fourteen since launch. I played it on PC. PS2 and 360. I played it on all three on for 11. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
PC Master Race, indeed. This one I picked <laughs> up on the PC Master Race, which is the next on the list, is For Honor. I, I mean, For Honor, while it may have had a rocky launch, I saw the documentary mm. on this one. Did you see that one on Netflix? They have a documentary on For Honor and how it was made. I play this game and I love the executions on this. This is awesome. It, it, it is a really good documentary because the guy who essentially came up with the premise was outed from the company. And they're continuing on with For Honor 2 and all that. They're making his game without him! But okay. it's a great game. It's a great premise. They said, thanks, bye! So... Yeah. I mean, still, the fans love it. You got that in your heart. Destiny yeah, much, is next on the list. You know, it's much like other games, too. So. Well, Destiny was the ultimate comeback kid. Long before Battlefront 2. Destiny, it wasn't until the DLC came out that corrected the after, uh, after game that it really started to pick up in popularity in the franchise. When it came out, it was, all right, take it or leave it. But when after they got their hands on it, it was a lot better. The Taking King was a, a very good course correction for Destiny. Oh, yeah, but then Destiny 2 happened and, you know. Yeah, we blame that on Activision. <laughs> Counter-Strike Global Offensive is on the list as well. It was one of the most pot Counter-Strike source was the uh, most popular PC titles of all time when Valve announced uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive in 2011. The community was surprised and a little bit skeptical. Now has its own esports league, is one of the most prevalent PC titles. And, I mean, you know, if you say, oh, do you, if you meet somebody who has a PC and is a gamer... One of the games they're probably going to mutter out of their worth, uh, uh, mutter out of their mouth rather, is Gary's Mod and CS:GO. I still play CS:GO, and it's great. It's got a tried and true method. They don't have to change anything. You got like what two maps, three maps, and you keep yeah. playing it, and you get. It's all about tactical strategy, which is right up your alley. Yeah, it is right up my alley. So the next one here is GTA Online, which. Every time they tried to launch a Grand Theft Auto Online, it has not worked out well at all for Rockstar. Yeah, because they, they, they tried to be too ambitious too early because the, the technology couldn't handle it. But it eventually caught up with their idea. So they were a little that. kid in the candy store with $5, and then they came back every week with more and more allowance, and now they have a house full of candy. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck that that candy house. <laughs> but you know he was a duck. I broke Matt finally. <laughs> yeah, but he was a duck. Okay. And you can't jump into a gigantic pool of gold coins. That will break your neck. Well, so so you had yeah. two things. We saw it on GTA. Family Guy. Yeah, two things with GTA Online. So it went from uh, it went from thirty two on on previous gen to 64 online on current gen. So 360 PS3 was 32 players online. Then it jumped to 64. Now we're at maps where we're doing almost, you know, 100 people in a map yeah. on Call of Duty. And now, like, with PC having GTA online, they can do over 64 as well. So there are, 
you know, the, the technology is, is struggling to keep up with rock stars' ambitions, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I think especially when they eventually launch GTA 6, I really hope that when they launch the live version of that, that they try to put a little bit more focus on, you know, the servers, making the gameplay smooth, make the core gameplay at launch of your online service solid, and then focus on expanding around that. Well, just slow burn to slow burn how you release the content as well, because you know the more assets and the more things that you develop inside a game to render, the more it struggles for the servers to keep up. So if you slow burn that and and only develop certain major assets and certain characters, and then slightly add them in, because with the advent of like patching a game, which like that never you know you know twenty years ago was never a thing on a console, but you know, patching a game on a PC is every day. Patching a game on PS4 and, and Xbox One X is, is every day. And it's going to be the same with the new systems as well. So you have that ability to slow burn your, your development and release it slowly, mm-hmm. as, as most companies should do. We know everything about that. Yeah. So I'm really uh, I'm, I'm excited that on what they're going to be promising for the next GTA title. The next title here was a... a franchise that are notorious for being, I would say, patient. Diablo 3. You invited me, old man, on to play Diablo 3 what was it, yesterday? And I told uh, you, no, I'm playing Jedi Academy. But J- Diablo 3, man, that's another one that people still log into religiously and they're chomping at the bit for Diablo 4. Oh, I can't wait for 4, man. It's that awesome. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a whole other level, just kind of like what Diablo three was when that came out. And I hopped in on the series on Diablo three, made it, you know, all the way, and kind of left it by the wayside after a while. But I do recognize that as a really, really solid game. In the end, the season modes for Diablo three really added a, a, a bunch of replayability and extra life. Yeah, uh, because you get extra things after every season is completed if you get, end up completing all the objectives. So um, it's it's definitely a very well um, it's a very well mechanic that we're now seeing. Like Fortnite took that idea, mm-hmm. Call of Duty took that idea. So like the seasons thing is now becoming a thing, and it's you know it started you know with Diablo was one of the first ones, not the entirely the first one though. Well, it's crazy that you mentioned that one, but Fortnite's on the list as well. And it's hard to remember a time when Fortnite didn't dominate the landscape, but the most popular game and most profitable game around the world. However, it wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the most popular game. It took a while for Fortnite to really don that top mantle and that top spot. Now, with Deadpool now being available in the game. I'm uh, quite surprised that he's available. You know, man, they had J.J. Abrams play a clip from, you know, the recent Star Star Wars movie in the in-game, and I, what that game is going to bring in the fold, I'll never not be surprised. You have, you know, celebrities playing the game who are just enthralled in it, yet on top of kids and everybody. Everybody loves this game because it's just on the core. It's a battle royale, and you play as a cartoon. Done. Here's a gun. Go kill people. <laughs> uh, it's 
I'm glad, like I say every time, I'm glad that Fortnite exists because it keeps them off of Call of Duty. And remember, and it keeps them off of Battlefield. Fortnite is the game that Cliff Blazinski made after leaving Microsoft and Gears of War. So you go from making Gears of War with chainsaws attached to assault rifles to, huh, well, why don't we make a bunny skin with flip-flops and fairy wings? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the same thing. <laughs> so a bit of a career, ch- a you career change. You have that outfit in your closet, don't you? I mean, it just lifts, rolled off the top of my head. I can't tell you for what reason. But we uh, at the end, that's the end of the podcast. We want to point you over to KW.com where you can find your dream come if you're a gamer. If you have a fuzzy bunny hat with uh, flip-flops and fairy wings, you're going to need a closet to put it in to where you can find your dream home and your dream closet right there and hang it next to your PlayStation 4. So... We always want you to go over there, as well as pjnwh.com. You can contact us and the team, find us on social media, as well as all our podcasts, as well as we bring the, at the end of the podcast, we like to bring up the thank yous. We thank you one, one ultimate wall janger forever in the Hall of Fame, Miss Amy Tucker, right over in the corner here. She has been supporting us for a long time. I'm so ecstatic to finally have you on a podcast and you are always welcome back. So thank you very much for joining and always supporting us. And also that other guy. I'm too. ecstatic to be here. <laughs> oh, yeah, and thank you to the ugly golem that's next to you, Chris. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Blocking link. I don't know, for creating the whole um, podcast and network and whatever. whatever. But we also thank you to Janie Boyle and Amanda Miller for liking the last week's Triforce podcast, Space Tick, hashtag not my virus. And we also thank Neil R. Higgins, 1989, uh, for thanking us on the audio podcast, number 111, Lug Nuts, No Bidet in the Minivan. We also, (laughs) once again, send a happy birthday shout-out and thank you to my brother, Moisel Robinson. Have a very happy birthday, brother. We always thank Bob and Kevin as well for uh, watching the podcast. I got a couple shout-outs here. So, like, with, with the coronavirus going on, um, you know, not to get like on a serious note, you know, just do yourself a favor. Thank all your first responders, your nurses, your doctors, because uh, and any essential personnel, uh, including Big Brother here. Um, if you're putting yourself at risk or in harm's way to, to better, you know, the humanity, we thank you. Um, it's just something that, you know, it goes, you know, a lot of the time it goes without being said. Um, so it, you know, we, we have this form. Let's use it for good, you know. If anybody out there wants to come and share their stories and do stuff like that, reach out to us. We'll be gladly to, to, to put them out there to kind of give light to people that are not taking this seriously. We want everybody to stay safe and, and ultimately stay home. Um, and, hey, watch us. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, that's always an option. You can always watch You're us. confusing you know. Link. He's waiting for the French fries. So, well, you know, I have no French fries for him. Maybe, maybe some some will show up through the mail slot again. Uh, <laughs> Link has. Uh, you guys have Uber Eats. He has old man French fry delivery treats. So, <laughs> there's the title of the podcast. 
<laughs> we always thank you all for watching, boys and girls. We uh, want you to tune into Luck Nuts every Sunday night and Triforce Podcast every Monday night, where we will have people in the quarantine box until further notice. And, uh, my gosh, as always, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. I'm Matthew Bugrell, the Madman. This is Stephen Bugrell, Big Brother. In behind the quarantine boxes, Link Diablo, Hero of Time. And in the quarantine boxes, Amy Tucker, nickname pending, and Christopher <laughs> Bristow, the old man. Nickname pending may stick. That may actually <laughs> stick. I kind of like it. it nickname rolls. pending. It rolls off the tongue. So, as always, boys and girls, thank you for watching. Game on! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye! He goes by Rob, not Robert. Probably because of Fight Club. I don't have to follow the rules, mate. I imagine she's going to have a British accent. It's not like there's a, a psychological screening that you have to go through to be a Jedi. We're both martial arts brothers, like double dragons. I mean, wouldn't you just love to throw that little penguin off the edge to his death again? They're making his game without him! He has old man french fry delivery treats. Okay. I mean, from pickle to hulk. Okay, we're gonna do the judge's decision. Give me a noun. Somebody. Noun. Quick. Go. Empire State Building. Empire. <laughs> it's a person, place, or thing. So. Give me another noun. Kelly Collins. Damn it. Give me a part of the body. <laughs> what was that, Mark? Still in here. Leg. The leg. <laughs> Give me a noun. Jesus, how Light. many do you need? Light bulb. <laughs> Light bulb. <laughs> Give me an adverb. No one ever remembers what an adverb is. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't like your conjecture, sir. <laughs> Quickly. There we go. Give me a person in the room, female. Oh God! Well, wow. <laughs> adjective. Likeable. Well, nope. We're going with moist. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> give me a give me a plural noun. Ducks. Utes. Ducks. What? Ducks. What's a ute? <laughs> the two the utes. Two utes. <laughs> the room. Animal. Ducks. Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> Tiger. I see you. Plural noun. Don't say ducks. <laughs> plural noun let's see um oh my god i have all right um cups cups <laughs> a place kelly's house <laughs> person in the room Matt. Matt, man. Give me an adjective. There's only like four left, so. That's, uh. 
You want Delco proper adjective? Gooder. Yep. <laughs> keeping it. Okay, give me three nouns. Ronald Reagan on a Velociraptor. Is that one? That's. That would be two. <laughs> that would be two. Is he riding the Velociraptor? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Bareback? What? Hang on. <laughs> noun, adjective, noun. I thought there was only four left. Yeah, yeah, there was only, there was only six. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna go with six. we're gonna go with toe. Adjective, we're gonna go with smelly. And now we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with uh, weenus. <laughs> All right. Just why? This is, this is the story of the judge's decision. When it was my turn to audition for the Empire State Building Idol, the reality show where people complete to be the best solo Kelly Collins, I sang from the depths of my very leg. When my song ended, I could hardly catch my light bulb as I quickly awaited the judge's response. First, Amy was very kind. She said, well, the good news is that you look really moist. <laughs> and you really connected with the ducks in that song. Then Chris said, you know, Tiger, I dug your cups. <laughs> and I thought really had a chance to and I thought I really had a chance to make it to Kelly's house. But the mean old Matt man said, horrid, terrible, gooder. You sounded like an animal trapped inside of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I gasped and shouted, well, you just don't know anything about velociraptors. I stormed out, I stormed out of the toe. I was going to make it as a smelly singer whether that judges from Weenus Idol liked me or not. That's the story. Let me know if you can see that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have a t-shirt. Just Classic. Like that. Uh, the, the website is called uh, AmericaAsFuckNation.com so it's aafnation.com, and they have a bunch of shirts on there. I love it. See, there's Reagan yeah. on a Velociraptor. Amazing. What else we got? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kung Fu Kid. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So so while while I see it in front of me, did anybody watch the Tiger King? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you, Amy? Nope. No? I did not. Okay. If you want white trash Game of Thrones, that is definitely the way to go. <laughs> Fucking Carol Baskin, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the best way I could describe it. It's Game of Thrones, but it is white trash Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound appealing. 
It's kind of like a car wreck. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't look away. No, you cannot look away. No. No, you, you cannot. Oh, God, we're going to end it. We're going to end it. Oh, it no, off. Stop, stop. No, it no, off. No, 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 no. All right, now we have the dubious yeah, honor. We have the dubious honor of doing the end segment reel right now, which typically is about 15 segments. What I say is you're going to go right above my head and cl- click subscribe. Right above the quarantine box, you're going to have the best video for you. And right above Big Brother's head, you're going to have all the playlists in the Triforce podcast. Until next time, boys and girls, we will see you next time. Bye-bye! Bye. <laughs>